You're tuning in to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and this is coming to you right across Australia, live from Hobart, Tasmania, each weekday at 9am. And for those listening in Tasmania, you can catch us again at 4.30pm each weekday as well. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and every Monday we have David Leo as our program presenter with this series titled Encounters with Jesus. Welcome, David. Thank you, Tabitha. Happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday. How are you today? Well, I'm well, thanks. That's yes, good. doing well. And yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, good. good yeah. Good. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay, David. So, yeah, um, I'm just wondering if you've been following the Olympics. I haven't been closely watching the Olympics, but it's been all the excitement, all the buzz. My daughter, um, the, the thing that we have at home is we don't have a, um, a working antenna, so there's no free uh, free TV here, and I haven't downloaded the app to follow any Olympics. But on YouTube or on news every now and then, I, I um, get a bit of news, and it's quite exciting. And uh, <laughs> one of the most exciting things for me at the moment, I'm not even Filipino, but um, mm-hmm. that uh, Hidalin Diaz, she did weightlifting and she won the first gold for the Philippines and it was just awesome seeing that wow. footage and, and seeing how exciting it is. Yes. You know, and, and and I do have a um I do have a good Filipino friend there in Hobart that you know. Um Oh yeah, I do. Pastor Eugene yes, and his yes. and his wife, uh, Michelle. So, you know, I'm thinking, Oh, they must be excited the Filipino getting their first gold. But um mm-hmm. is it you, you said in one of our other sessions that, you know, you sport's not a big thing for you so any chance you've been watching the olympics tabitha or i haven't had a chance honestly i'm <laughs> I'm not big on sports but i wish i had the time i've been really busy lately i wish i had the time to follow the olympics but i've just been seeing like few um just been following from social media and when i watch the news so i have like i, I have an idea of what's happening but i haven't really followed keenly i wish i could yeah. but really no it's a, it's an amazing thing to watch, you know. Like um, mm. one of the things that I always always think, and it's relative to today, today's topic that we're going to talk about, is just the uh, the, uh, the the pride of nations, mm. you know, that that come with it. You know, like um, my son was talking the other day uh, about Australia uh, losing to USA in the basketball. Oh yeah, I saw and, that a bit. That was yesterday, right? Oh, I can't remember, mm. but but he, he was talking about the basketball team. Then he was talking about um, was it swimming, I think, swimming or, or, or canoe, and he uses this term "we," we, or oh, we lost to USA. Mm. Oh, we were really good in the canoeing. You know, we were we. Were, I'm like, wow, son. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's adding that "we" as if he's part of that team, as if he trained for that four years. <laughs> <laughs> to get to Olympics, but yeah. you know that that we comes from you know I, I'm Australian and they represent my country, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think uh, when it comes to Olympics, that's probably probably um, one of the the places that you can see flags everywhere and people uh, painted up, and you can see that you know sometimes you know, sport can become this type of religion, you know, like it's uh, it's just people going crazy over their countries and, and just thinking, mm. man, you know, and you imagine how the Filipinos feel, our first gold, you know, like mm. that, that um, I remember being a child, and I grew up in New Zealand, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget the people that, that, the posters I have in my classroom, and I still remember her name, her name is Susan DeVoy, mm-hmm. and Susan DeVoy, does that name ring a bell for you at all, Tabitha? Mm, not really. 
I, and it shouldn't because you didn't grow up in New Zealand like I did. But <laughs> Susan Devoy was a poster girl in our class, and she I can't remember if she got silver or gold, but she did really well at Olympic Games in Commonwealth. And uh, we had a guy named Buck Shalford who was an All Black, you know, put up on the on the um, on the wall. And as a child, I grew up, you know, I want to be like Buck Shalford. You know, I want to have that black jersey that he's wearing. You know, like it's it's a New Zealand pride at its finest. Mm. You know, and and. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Tabitha. I know you're from Kenya. Do you ever feel Kenyan pride when I do, Kenya are doing especially in um, in running? <laughs> oh yes, these Kenyans are known for the long distance running, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I saw I this wonder. picture posted in this one of the groups on Facebook uh, where there were like three Kenyans standing, <laughs> and the rest the rest of the people were on the ground <laughs> like they were exhausted burnt out from the running wow <laughs> but the Kenyans were standing there were three or four so they oh okay so they're doing well in this olympics as well in the long distance running yes yes that's the sense i got from that picture wow yeah how's, how's your long distance running are you pretty good at it <laughs> are you asking me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are you talking to me <laughs> i'm not gonna answer that question the long distance running yeah i think i get exhausted after Oh, actually, I did a run this morning, and I think I was after. I think I was jogging. I remember looking at the clock, yeah, and it was uh, it was three and a half minutes into my jog, and I felt my breath already heavy. And I'm thinking, man, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, got, I've got another, I've got another fifteen minutes to go, and I'm already starting to puff on my little my little run. Oh, but, it, does, um, it does feel yeah. that way. I can say for me, I I I believe I'm fit, but well, I'm not a runner. <laughs> Well, you're not you're not at the Olympics, but but you know, yeah. being being fit is good enough. But yeah. you know, having that you know that feeling of that pride, you know, you, you saw this Kenyan standing, and mm. you know, um, I I, uh, I still enjoy uh, watching you know and seeing Australia do well or, or New Zealand do well. You know, that's something that's there. And the story that we're going to get into today, it's actually it actually has everything to do mm. with the pride of nations, mm. right? It has everything to do with. Um, with uh, Jesus, who's a who, who actually leaves, he actually. We've talked about a story where we went to the demoniac, mm. and he he just uh, he was still in the the he was still in the Jewish kind of region, but mm. it was a hell and this it was a Greek area. But this time in this story, he's actually left mm. Israel, mm. so he's actually gone to a different region, mm-hmm. and um, that that becomes a um, a really important part of our our story and the person that. Mm-hmm. Um, that he comes across it's like a, there's actually tension mm. you know there's tension between these two nations and this person that we're going to talk about I think we've we've titled today's one um, Faith and Leftovers mm. Faith and Leftovers and that, that's a that's a really interesting title but um, when we when we get into this we're going to see what, what it means to be from these different different places and it still continues on from the idea mm-hmm. Do you remember when we talked about the demoniac, um, you picked up on the unclean and the clean? Yes. Right? And the purity laws. Yes. And then last week we talked about um, this woman who was looking for Jesus to touch mm. the hem of his garment. Mm-hmm. You know, and it continues this. And instead of Jesus becoming infected by her uncleanliness, mm-hmm. She receives power from touching the hem of his garment. You know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a reversal, mm-hmm. and um, we actually missed the uh, missed the whole whole chapter there in Mark six, mm-hmm. and, and the and people if people are wondering, oh, why did why did David miss 
um, you know, Mark 6. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was looking for, where, where's the encounter with somebody in this, in, in chapter 6? So <laughs> if anyone has any questions and they read chapter 6, you know, I'm, I'm happy to happy to engage them and, and answer them on that one. Mm-hmm. But we're, we, we're jumping straight to um Mark seven and looking at a mm-hmm. looking at a person who's uh, uh, a Syrophoenician. What does what does that mean? Syrophoenician woman, right? Mm. And that um, that indicates that she's from a, a totally different country. But anyone that reads this, they'll probably think, "Oh, mm. Jesus sounds like a proud Jew," mm. you know. And this woman, mm-hmm. when she's identified by Jesus, she doesn't doesn't try to uh, challenge him or um, or say, you know, my country is better than your country. <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't do anything like that. It's just like uh, she accepts. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I am who, who I am and you are who you are. Mm. And is, just yeah. before we continue, David, I want to give um, out our studio number to our listeners. Um, that mm. is 488 Text us any feedback, any questions, any comments, and we'll be able to get um, yeah the responses to you. And if you ever miss any of our programs, just know that you can catch us through Faith FM app or Faith FM website. Just go to Taz Encounters and you can listen to the previous programs. Um, should we say a prayer before we continue, David? Yeah, because we're going. To, I let everyone know we are, we're going to the Bible. Mm. It's uh, and we'll read it in the next uh, uh, after the song. We'll oh, introduce okay. the song. Mm. But uh, everyone, we're going to Mark seven, mm-hmm. and it's uh, verses twenty four, and it's finishing at verse thirty. Mm-hmm. So it's Mark seven, mm-hmm. starting at ver- verse twenty four and finishing at thirty. And I'll I'll say a prayer to uh, before we launch into the reading in okay. our next segment. So let's pray, mm-hmm. Father in heaven. Uh, we're so thankful to be in Australia. It's a, it's a great place to live. And Father, we just um, pray now that as we open the Word, that you could inspire us, open our minds and our hearts, and help us to draw nearer to Jesus. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm. Amen. Okay. So, yes. Should Sorry? we go for a break now? I think so. Yes. We'll okay. have that song and we'll, then we'll let. We'll start reading the uh, the passage. All right. So we're going to go into a fast song. And this song is called In the Name of Jesus by Carly Fletcher. Mm. There is salvation in the name of Jesus. Claim his name and his righteousness. He'll stand for you, for he is true. There is salvation, salvation in Jesus' name. There is freedom. Claim His name and His liberty. 
power there is victory in the name of Jesus and that is in the name of Jesus by Carly Fletcher you tuned you tuned in to Tazi Encounters with David Leo and before we went for a break we we were about to get into today's scripture passage and that is Mark chapter 24 um, David did you want to say something before I get right onto it or do you want me to read the scripture um, I suppose just just to give a bit of background, if um, anyone has a Bible, just to read read the story before uh, what we're going to get into. And what you'll see is Jesus is actually engaging with the Pharisees, and they're arguing over this concept we've talked about in the last previous episodes about um, about uh, cleanliness and uncleanliness. And Jesus is engaging the Pharisees, and the whole point Jesus is trying to make is you're allowing your traditions to take over the fact that you need to care for people. You know, and that's that's his whole argument in this in this uh discourse. We we're not going through that, but that's the background before we even start reading what we're reading at the moment. So I think that's important to consider. But um if you don't mind, uh Tabitha, if you could read the uh, our our passage, it's Mark seven mm-hmm. verse twenty four to thirty. Sure. Um, the title of the scripture is A Gentile Shows Her Faith. From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and he entered a house and wanted no one to know no one to know it. But he could not be hidden, for a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she, ha- she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For this saying, go your way, the demon has gone out of your daughter. 
And when she had come to her house, she found the demon gone out, and her daughter was lying on the bed. Hmm. What are your first impressions as you as you read that, Tabitha? What are your What are your thoughts? Um, I'm just thinking of a persistent woman, really. <laughs> Yeah. Very good. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we'll definitely talk about that that persistence. Um, but there's there's a few things that are, that really stand out, and I think the first thing I wanted to point out was that area. It says that uh, from there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. Mm. And uh, there's a there's this famous Jewish uh, historian. His name is Josephus, mm-hmm. and Josephus says that the the people of Tyre they hated the Jews. Mm. They didn't like the Jews at all because of the Jews and their um, uh, their cleanliness. Their uh, everyone's a gen- you know, these people are Gentiles. We don't want want anything to do with them. Mm. And in fact, in uh, Matthew eleven twenty one, I'll, I'll read you. I'll read you this. Mm-hmm. Um, the tension that's between the Jews and um, uh, this particular region. Mm-hmm. Uh, eleven twenty one. Uh, Jesus is talking to. He's talking to the Jews and he says to them, Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. These are places in, the, in, um, in Israel. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. And he basically says, he's basically saying to them, You guys are Jews you know, and you've seen what I've done, but you don't believe. You don't repent of your of your sins. Mm. He says, "If I went over to Tyre and Sidon, the place that they see as unclean and you know they they're, they're dirty and all that kind of stuff, and the Tyre and Sidon they don't like the Jews." Mm-hmm. He says, "If they saw what I did, they would repent." Mm. So that's like an insult, mm. you know. It's like this thing that oh, I don't know about you, Tabitha, mm-hmm. but my parents they used to do this thing that oh always made me feel terrible, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll, they'll say something like, oh, "Look at um." I'll just make a name up. Look at Jonathan, you know, Peter's son. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 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 11 years old and he's mowing the lawns and you're not even mowing the lawns yet no, or something. You know, my parents you know, would do this. The, the comparison thing, you know. And I, I, I think, it. oh, same here. I think I was about, I think I was about 12 or 13. I said, you know, mum and dad, it's, I read in the Reader's Digest that it's not good for you to compare us to other children, you know. <laughs> And, and mom and dad are like, you know, the reason I do is just to motivate you, you know, that's the whole whole thing. And we see Jesus doing it here, you know, if I did it to time, sit on, yeah. they would listen. But you guys, you know, you guys are the Orthodox Jews that have been given the blessing and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's basically saying to them, hey, you know, bring your A game. You know, you gotta, you gotta do better than this. Yeah. And so we, there's that, there's that tension already. And here's the thing. The Syrophoenician, the mention of the Syrophoenician, if you, if you look at this in Matthew, there's another, um, in, in Matthew 15, verse 21 to 28, Matthew gives his version of the same story, mm-hmm. and he refers to her as the Canaanite woman. Mm-hmm. Right? So this Syrophoenician or this Canaanite, she worships different gods. She has a different way of life. She has, she doesn't live the same way as the Jews live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's like, um, yeah, imagine you 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 know we we practice you know we practice um um you know I don't drink alcohol I don't do drugs I um you know these things I don't do and one of my friends um I've I've, I've and I, I don't gamble you know and, I, and my friend he does all these things and it's starting to affect his family maybe he's becoming an addict or something and he calls me up in the weekend and says David I need your help mm-hmm. my wife's not letting me in the house. You know, I'm like, oh, dude, 
um, man, you know, I've been trying to tell you, you know, Felice, I've always been trying to tell you this is going to affect you or whatever, you know, marriage or whatever. And this is like that. This woman knows that she doesn't worship the God, the Yahweh that the Jew, the Jews worship. And yet she comes to him and says, um, hey, listen, uh, I've tried, I'm assuming, I'm assuming, I've tried my idols. Mm-hmm. I've tried talking to my priests. I've tried everything they told me to do. But this demon is still in my daughter. And now I'm coming to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so now, now you now you kind of get an idea that mm-hmm. even though there's that tension, you know, mm-hmm. because I don't know about you, but if I've, if I've done something wrong and I know it's, uh, you know, and I haven't been listening or I'm doing something opposite to what you practice mm-hmm. and yet I want your help, I think I'll be a bit embarrassed. Embarrassed, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you get you you get it right, Tabitha. Mm. It's like uh, I don't think I have a leg to stand on in asking. And um, you said you saw persistence. How did you? Where did you see that? The fact that Jesus told her, "Let the children be filled first. So I feel like Jesus was trying to tell her to ask her to wait, <laughs> but she was she was feeling the urgency because she wanted her daughter to get help. Yeah, mm. yeah. The, the, in verse twenty six, where it says the woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and it says she kept on asking him. Mm-mm. Yeah, the Greek word, the original Greek, actually suggests that it's a she just kept on. She repeatedly was asking Jesus, you know, and it says that Jesus wanted to. It sounds like he wanted to get away and 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 uh, to a place that no one knew where he was. Mm. But here is this woman. A, a Syrophoenician woman, a Canaanite woman, a woman that is, um, you know, practices practices and does things different to the Jews, and here she is. Mm-hmm. It says that he she came and fell at his feet. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? She was so, humility. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's honoring Jesus now. It's mm-hmm. like an admission. The stuff that I the, the stuff that I believe in. Everything that I've practiced since I was a little girl, mm-hmm. and I'm a mum now, mm-hmm. it's not working. Mm. And I've heard stories about you, and you're in my hometown, <laughs> and and and, and um, you know, like, please help, 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 help my help my daughter out, mm. you know, and uh, and that constant asking, that faith that she um, she says, and 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 I'm going to talk a little bit about faith. I know I've mentioned faith a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, in previous in previous uh, previous talks, and I haven't really spent time talking about it. But when I talk about faith, you know, um, we hear this we hear this word thrown thrown uh, around a lot. Where you know, just have faith in your in your journey. Just have faith that you made the right decision. Just have faith. That's a very generalized understanding of faith. You know, having faith in the chair that is going to hold me up and all that kind of stuff. The faith the Bible talks about, you can find in this uh, the. Some of the best, the best definition that is in the Bible is Hebrews eleven, mm-hmm. verse one, and Hebrews eleven verse one says that faith is the substance of things, for substance of things not, uh, of substance of things hoped for, mm-hmm. and the evidence of things not seen. Mm-hmm. So faith is the substance. A substance is something you can hold and touch, you mm-hmm. know, tangible, and it's the substance of things hoped for. So you're hoping for it. It's not here yet, but you can touch it. You know, it's tangible, but you just, it's not there. And then it says, and it is the evidence of things not seen. Evidence, something you present to show, to, to prove your case. <laughs> mm. And in 11 verse 6, uh, so in the same chapter, in 11 verse 6, it says, 
that but without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is Mm. And that he is a rewarder for those who diligently seek him. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not the type of reward like we think of wages. It's basically when it comes to faith, faith has to be in Jesus because the fact that you're trusting that Jesus will do what he says he does, that's the type of faith that Jesus is talking about. We believe that he is who he says he is mm-hmm. and he will accomplish what he says he accomplishes. And when we believe that with our mind and our hearts, that's the faith he's talking about. That the, That's the faith that we will be rewarded not because of um not because of wages and not for because you know tit for tat that's not how this works mm-hmm. it's the fact that um uh, a good example would be um you know if mum and dad said you know i, I promise I'll, I'll get you I'll, I'll take you to the park after work mm-hmm. uh, when i get back mm-hmm. and you hold on to that promise mm-hmm. you know when you go to the park mm-hmm. you enjoy the park because the promise has been fulfilled Mm-mm. your faith has been rewarded does that make sense it does and it builds trust it bu- and it can't yeah it's, it's a perpetual thing mm. every time you trust jesus mm. the more promises you trust in jesus the more your faith builds and the more you believe mm. in jesus mm. and that's why and the reward is amazing because a great relationship mm-hmm. is always a, a, a great trust. experience that's yeah, right yeah. that's right yeah. so that's what i've been talking about when we talk about faith but i'm looking forward to uh, to talking more after our after okay. our next song. Oh, yeah. We are going to our next song, and this song is called Journey on Believer by the Dawning Family. Nice. And um, this song is talking about different Bible characters who showed faith and they got reward from that. Amen. The Bible story, as is told, said a man named Joseph had a coat. Made his brothers green with jealousy. They sold him into slavery. He pressed on with bravery till he was next in line to Egypt's king. Journey on, believer, keep your eyes upon the Lord. The road may not be easy, that leads to your reward. Rug 
cross to save the souls of all the lost. Now he waits for us at God's right hand. Journey on, believer, keep your eyes upon the Lord. The road may not be easy, it leads to your reward. When you're lost and weary, hold to his guiding hand. Journey on, believer, reach the promised land. Reach the promised Journey on Believer by the Downing Family. Um, this song is talking about uh, different Bible characters who showed faith in God and the God rewards because of that. Um, you tuned in to Taz Encounters with David Leo. And before we went for a break, David, you were talking about faith and how important it is in building good relationships. Um, what else did you want to share with us today? Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we distinguish between the... Uh you know, the generalized understanding of faith and the faith that the Bible's talking about. The faith has, to, you know, faith doesn't work unless it's planted in Jesus Christ, you know, trusting in what he says, trusting in, in the Bible and the promises. And um, we're about to see what it means for this woman, the Syrophoenician woman. So, um, mm. uh, yeah, look, looking more, um, some, sorry, Tabitha, were you going to say something before we got into the the next part? No, I wasn't, but okay. yeah, I understand the importance of faith, really. I don't know how I can explain that, but I know that when you have faith, um, your life changes, really, especially, I'm talking about having faith in God. Yeah, uh, even that's, that's when, what we're talking about. Yeah. Yes, even when you have, <clears throat> like, um, you're in a very um, uncomfortable situation or in a difficult situation, um, just having that faith, what I normally do, I... I've got to a point where I don't do it all the time. I, I can't say like every time I have, I'm faced with challenges, I go straight to God. Sometimes I don't, but sometimes I try to solve it my own way. Oh, yeah, and then I realize, no, this is not working. What yeah. I need to do is um, leave it to God. So I just pray and I'm like, I don't know. I'll just keep, you know, pushing through until God does something or just gets me out of this. And it's it's works, yeah. Yeah, well, you're not the only one that does that. I think, um, sadly, the sinful and the the human nature, the first response is to take care of it yourself. <laughs> and uh, I believe the Syrophoenician woman tried to do things on her own, and um, with Jesus, Jesus in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, she she decided to do something different. And it says that um, when she came to Jesus, she said, "You, you saw that," uh, and Jesus responds to her. Let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she's speaking, he's speaking in riddle here. He's speaking in a metaphorical sense. Try, try to have a guess who the children are and who the dogs are, Tabitha. Who do you think he's referring to when he says that? That's a really hard question. That is one part where I really didn't understand what Jesus meant. Okay. Um, well, yeah. So we'll give us some background. Um, I, I mentioned earlier that he was talking to some Pharisees uh, in the beginning of chapter 7, and they were arguing about cleanliness and uncleanliness, mm-hmm. right? And um, 
Paul says in Romans one sixteen, I believe, mm-hmm. he says to the Jews first, then to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And Jesus gave an instruction in Acts one, you know, go to Jerusalem, then some, uh, then Ju- Judea, and then oh sorry, then Samaria, then all of Judea. Mm-hmm. So there's a sequence here that it's the it's the Jews who get the gospel first, mm-hmm. right? And so he's speaking in riddles. So when he says mm. the children, the children eat first, mm. the Jews. Mm. And he's, then he says, right? And then he says, then throw it to the little dogs. Mm. Mm. You know, so who do you think he's referring to as the little dogs? The Gentiles? Yeah, her. Her and the Gentiles. Mm. Her and her, her and the rest of the people. Mm. Now, if somebody, really. <laughs> not not at all, right? No. And it's it's a, a dog is a um, offensive use of word in, in uh, uh, Proverbs. I think it's is that Proverbs. Mm. I can't remember exactly what it is. Twenty six eleven, I think it is. Is that right. the one that talks about vomit? You don't. Yeah, a, a dog is a, a a foolish man is like a dog who returns to his vomit. Mm, yeah. Right, and in Revelation twenty two, it talks about how the dogs, false teachers. It's referring to false teachers and you know. Um, Liars that they're outside the New Jerusalem, the dogs. You know, it's a it's a derogative sense. What's interesting? There's only two words used for dogs, and he doesn't. Jesus doesn't use that particular reference that we just talked about. Mm. He uses this reference for domesticated dogs, yeah. dogs that are pets, right? So she doesn't get the uh, she doesn't get that degrading one. It's like a um, it's like a test. It's like he's opening up this. He uses this different word. Which makes her go, wait a minute, he didn't, she, he didn't call me the dog mm. we're supposed to insult each other. You know, it still happens in the Middle East. <laughs> I've got some friends. Mm-hmm. I've got some friends uh, that are Middle Eastern origin and um, some of them are, are Muslim. And when they um, have some arguments or something with each other, they go, oh, you dog, you know? And it's meant to be, an, it's meant to be an, a really degrading insult. But when I hear it in English, it doesn't sound that bad you know i'm like a dog yeah is, this, is that the best you can do but you know my friends have told me it's meant to be very derogative you know it's meant to really run you down because mm. it's an unclean animal you know mm. and um so he jesus doesn't use that particular um that particular type of uh, term he says the domesticated dog mm. he, basically now the children eat first well that you hope as a good parent that that's what you do you'll feed the you'll feed your if, if there's any little bit of food left over, you'll feed your children before you feed your pet dog. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. But um, that's what Jesus is saying. You know, if you've, if you've got a pet, and maybe she did, maybe Jesus referred, made this reference because she probably does have a pet. You know, and he says, you know, you know, you feed the children first before you feed the pet. Now, anybody else would be offended. Like you said, you went, oh man, that's that's pretty rough. You know, mm. that's pretty rough. And she could have went. Oh well, that's you. You just did me dirty, you know. Like you, you just you've just put that in my face. Mm. But she passes the test because her response is this: uh, in twenty eight, yes, Lord. But yet, even the little dogs, even the pets under the table, eat from the children's crumbs. Mm. Right, mm. and so here we see the faith of the woman. Instead of instead of um, trying to argue with you know argue back to Jesus and say how dare you call me that name how dare you refer to me as a dog she says yeah you're right I do know my position 
I am, I, I haven't practiced what it means to keep the Ten Commandments as the Jews do. I haven't practiced the clean and uncleanliness like the Jews do. I don't, you know, I, I don't believe in the God that, that you guys have, but I believe that you, there's something about you, Jesus, mm. right? And so I accept that, yes, I am, I am the pet dog, mm-hmm. but I believe that you have what it takes to take care of me, mm. right? Because you're going to feed the children. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be fed too. Mm. You know, like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I think, and the reason why I do that, um, <laughs> I'm amazed when I read read the story again. Mm. Uh, you can't get away with that in 2021. You can't get away with saying things like this to people anymore. You know, like, it's, mm. it, it's a, it's a, um, it's offensive. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not acceptable. It's, uh, no, no, we've become we've become we've we've become more entitled. You know, our gen, our generation is a very entitled generation. You know, and um, that we deserve this. We have these rights. We, you know, this we deserve is a very popular um, popular uh, quote that comes from our mouths. My but right. this, yeah, <laughs> but this woman, she doesn't come with a spirit of entitlement. Yeah. She comes with a spirit of humility, mm. understanding that she doesn't have a right to what Jesus is doing. She doesn't have a right to what the grace that he, he exercises, mm. but she, she's coming with this understanding. I know who I am. Mm. You know, I am that person that you just referred to mm. and I accept it. I accept it coming from your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's always a, that's always a tough place to be. I, I don't know if, um, I, is the next, is the next segment after the song, our last segment? Sorry? Was it? Is this our third? A third part? It's we, second. We, we, two, we still have another second wow. left. Wow. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, mm. I'll, I'll speak to this really quickly. I didn't realize. <laughs> That's okay. We're, we're, we'll find so, something to talk about. <laughs> oh no, no. I mean, uh, I've, I've got I've, I've got a lot more to share. That um, yeah. When it comes to this this woman exercising her faith and realizing that you know, like uh, I I know who I am. I understand my position, mm. and I understand yours. And you know, that's one of the hardest things for us. Mm. I believe you know, with my experience that's, with Jesus, when it came when it came to the Bible, and the Bible said you know that the carnal mind or the the mind of flesh is hostile towards God. Mm. When Jeremiah seventeen verse nine says, you know, the heart, how can you trust it? It's decept- it's deceptive amongst all things. What mm. my human heart, mm. right? It says all have fallen short of the glory of God, and these, these truths were cutting. Mm. You know, like I, I didn't, I never ever wanted to think that my my carnal mind or my fleshly mind is hostile towards God. It's angry towards God. I, I would like to think that my natural mind is loving towards God, but mm. the Bible tells the truth, and it's it's a difficult thing to accept. But one thing I've learned is until you can humble yourself and really accept the danger that we're in. Mm. we won't learn to appreciate the grace that Jesus offers us. Mm. And, you know, the end of the story, he sends her away and says, go, your faith, your faith. And remember, I defined faith. The faith that she had in Jesus mm-hmm. has saved not only her, but her daughter as well. Mm. Man, praise the Lord. Amen, amen. Mm. Uh, we are about to listen to our next song. But before we do that, I want to mention today's offer, which is the book Life Without Limits by Clifford Goldstein. And this book is talking about powerful truths for your journey to hope and meaning. And in this book, Clifford Goldstein takes on some of life's biggest questions and offers some answers that will change how you view and live your life. And with a fascinating mixture of faith and logic, 
Um, he seeks to he seeks out the truth on such matters as the meaning of life, where we come from, the laws that protect us from pain, and why we can believe in a promising future. Mm. Yes, it sounds like an interesting book. I'll give you the code after the break to text in to get this book. Um, for now, we are going to listen to the song "I Need Jesus" by Ryan Proudfoot. In this world there is trouble, but you bring peace. I find it on my face, yeah, on my knees. In my darkest of hours, I will call your name. When I'm weary and broken, in my weakness I will pray. I need Jesus, I need a real love. I don't need another fancy thing, what I need is you. The tallest of mountains in the highest place on my greatest of days, yeah. Oh, it's all grace. When my joy is overwhelming, still I call your name, staying desperate for you, Lord. I will sing it out again. I need Jesus. You're listening to Tazi Encounters with David Leo. And that is I Need Jesus by Ryan Broadfoot. And, um, yeah, you know, before we went for a break, David, you mentioned about the this woman who was a Gentile and she acknowledged that she needed Jesus. And I yeah. think it's, it's very important to acknowledge that we need Jesus because when you do that, then you get that, um, you know, you get to seek him. 
Absolutely, you know, and uh, let me say that, that I really enjoyed that song. I never heard it before, mm. but um, yeah, really, really good song. I'll have to look that one up. But yeah, okay. it, it's um, it's a uh, it's a confronting thing, you know. Quite often, uh, I've got friends that are that are um, well, they say they're not believers, but I, I sometimes question that mm. in the way they talk. But you know, when we talk about Jesus, you know, they say things like. Um, one friend, you know, I I prayed when my mum was sick in hospital. You know, I remember praying at the, I was at a Catholic um, hospital and outside was a statue. I don't know who the saint was, but I prayed at that statue anyway. And I asked God and I said, God, you know, if um if if my mum is if my mum survives this, then I'll I promise that I'll give my life to you. Mm. And uh, she doesn't know God very well. She never spent time in the Bible or anything like that. But her mother died, mm. and she sealed sealed and thought, you know, that's it. You know, like I'm not. I don't believe there is a God, mm. right? And people approach the approach this understanding of God when they say, you know, unless God does this or unless God is um, shows me this, unless mm. God, and that's we can't approach that, or that way. Why or if God is real, why is this happening? Why are people getting cancer? Why are yeah, yeah, yeah it's mm. a, it's a big question, right? And we have to approach Jesus the way this woman approached her uh, approached him. Mm. She came with the understanding that He's the Lord. Mm. He's the he's the one that has the power, and she's coming with a, a need f- from him, not the other way around. We seem, you know, with like the spirit of entitlement that I told you, mm. it's as if we can tell God what to do now. Mm. That's that's not how this works. It's n- the way the Bible. When you come to the Bible, we will learn that's not how this works. When you come to the Bible, you don't study the Bible. Mm. The Bible studies you, mm. and the things that the Bible reveals about you. Oh man, it is it is uh, some of those truths. Is like wow, I'm like that. I didn't know I was that bad. I didn't know I was. You know, um, um, people misinterpret what I say sometimes when I say you know like when I come into the presence of God and I worship God, I often feel very small and pathetic. Mm. You know, but then on the flip side of this, mm. I have a God that is accepting me and saying, "I love you with an everlasting love." Mm. So my 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 uh, glory and honor, mm. it's not from me. You know, mm. I feel bad, but the glory and honor is from God. Mm. It's because it's I become uh, who I am. Bec- I am who I am because of who he, he is. You know, not not any other way. And this woman understands it. Yeah, and. You know, you come across things like the the commandments. You come across things where um, can I cut you short, David? Yeah, go to everything. Yeah. Sorry, I just um, realized I haven't given the code yet. Um, to today's offer, and just let me. Oh yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, the code to the to getting the book Life Without Limits. It's Logos Four L O G O S Number Four. No space in between. Text that to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we'll be able to send the book Life Without Limits to you. Sorry, David, you can continue now. Yeah, I was just thinking. Um, yeah, the, 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 I suppose the point I'm trying to make is mm. uh, this Syrophoenician woman, when she was referred to as a dog, um, she or, or a pet. You know, the, Jesus gave her that opening for her to go. Oh, I think I know what you're saying. And her answer, her. When she answered in riddle to the riddle that Jesus gave to her, mm. it reveals to us that she understood, right? She she she, caught, she cottoned on to what Jesus was talking about, and Jesus, because of the woman's face, says, "Go home, your daughter's your mm. daughter's healed." Yeah, you know, and um, she came with the realization that she hasn't been a follower of Yahweh. Mm. She came, you know, she understood all of that. She didn't try to deny it. She didn't try to uh, pamper it up either. 
oh, how, how can you do that? Look, I've, I've come, I've humbled myself. People know that I've come to you, that you're a Jew. I, you know, she could have done all those excuses, but none of it came. She just accepted who she was. You know, it reminds me of the story, <laughs> the story of, um, it's an urban legend. You know, I don't know, I don't know how true it is. I've, I've heard different versions and, um, but anyway, the, the crux of the story is this. There's this aircraft carrier, naval aircraft carrier. It's, it's um, cruising along and they pick up um, a blip on the screen. Mm-hmm. And so the captain asks the, you know, the communications, hey, get onto the, get onto the communications and tell that, um, tell that ship to move. And so they get onto the radio. Hello, this is the, the U.S. Abraham Lincoln ship uh, you know we're the aircraft carrier we're en route to wherever their destination is you need to turn you need to alter your um, destination 15 degrees mm. and um, the response comes back from the other side you know oh this is Harry mm-hmm. um, you know I've, uh, I, I can't do that you're going to have to alter alter your your route 15 degrees mm. And the captain says, put me on. So the captain, he jumps onto the radio. Mm-hmm. He says, this is Captain So-and-so from the Lincoln aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. You know, we have we have some sub submarines. I have some cruiser ships that are accompanying me. And I'm, I'm commanding you, change your um, route 15 degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, there'll be some um, necessary action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the voice comes back. Oh, well, this is Harry. Mm-hmm. Um you're gonna to have to change yours. You know, I, I can't, I can't change, I change this. But uh, you know, um, my name's Harry. I've, I've got a dog here, and um, and my friend Bill is here as well. You know, and then the 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 captain gets back on and he says, "Well, um, he makes the same demand. He says this is your last warning. Change your, alter your position." And uh, the response comes back from Harry. He says, "We can't. Uh, we're a lighthouse." Hmm. Right, so this this miscommunication of who's who, you know, right? Because that aircraft carrier is going to have no chance against uh, a piece of land that's stuck there. And mm-hmm. so, you know, and, and I and I feel like this is a good indication of where we're at today. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand. We have to understand when we come before before God, we have to alter our position. We have to alter our route, not the other. <laughs> Not the other way around, right? Mm. Jesus has done everything he can. He's come from heaven. He's he's um, he's fulfilled the plan of salvation. You know, he's died the death that we deserve. He rose from the grave and conquered death. And he says to us, "Now, alter your position, right?" And uh, you know, when when, uh, when the woman comes to to Jesus mm. and he and he makes that puts that riddle to her, she alters it. Mm. And, uh, and 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 I pray and I hope you know from this from what we learn from this story is she goes away realizing that Jesus is the true God mm. and starts to follow you know starts to follow and go there on a new type of life. But the main story, the main thing I want to get away um, to, to to leave today with our listeners is this: um, to exercise faith, we have to understand and believe in the position that we're in, accept it. Be accepting and, and, and humble ourselves, mm-hmm. and at the same time put our faith into Jesus Christ, who knows what knows what's best for us and knows and knows what He wants for us. Mm-hmm. We've got to trust that. Put that faith in Jesus Christ. There are there's so many things that we could um, that we could live and learn if we would just humble ourselves before Him. 
Indeed, indeed, and I meant to that. Um, we're coming to the end of our program, and before we wrap up, I want to mention the uh, the code to today's offer, which is the book Life Without Limits. Um, the code is Logos Four L O G O S Number Four. Text that to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Logos four, no spaces in between to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we'll be able to get the book sent to you. Oh, that was very inspiring, David. Um, okay, I hope our listeners have been blessed, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, same. Mm, what do you have for us next week? Next week, we um, a, a while ago now, we're in the book of John. We talk about the feeding of the 5,000. Mm. Next week, we're actually talking about the feeding of the 4,000. Mm. So, um, yeah, we're going to look in that miracle and yeah. how the Pharisees are still looking mm. to set Jesus up. Mm. But, uh, yeah, there's a whole heap of people that want that want Jesus to be the Messiah mm. for some of the wrong reasons, but we'll we'll look into it next week. Okay, I hope you can join us for that. And tomorrow we have Gary Webster with his series Lifetime Shots, and um, Gary will be talking about stubborn love. Okay, mm. that will be interesting. I'm sure you don't want to miss it. Um, yeah, thank you for tuning in today, and I hope wherever you are, I hope you have a good day, and I hope you experience God's amazing blessings. Mm, We're going. Amen. We're going out with this song, That's What Faith Must Be by Michael Card. That's what faith